Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello once again, and thank you for joining us for the Financial Fund Podcast. Today, our wonderful and talented guest is Wendy Sung. Thank you for joining us, Wendy. Oh, thank you for having me, Tammy. It's a pleasure. So, Wendy, tell us about your business. What gets you passionate and excited? I am passionate about uh, travel. And uh, so when I talk about travel, um, that gets me excited. And my business is uh, uh, doing travel business. I pretty much uh, started this about uh, a year ago, um, not knowing that it was going to be a full-time business. I'm a mom with two kids and a husband. We just happen to love traveling. And I was looking to doing something uh, where I would pa- be passionate about. I've been traveling for about the past 20 years uh, all over. Whenever there's a long weekend, I'm pretty much gone. So it happened to be there. And I just took a leap of faith of trying it out and just really getting more better planning, better ideas of uh, you know, planning trips for my own family from there, it just flourished from doing my own trips to now helping many, many families going to places in the world. So that's my passion. And I, I love what I do. So how how does that work with everybody thinking the travel, the travel agency business is dying? Because there's like, uh, hotels.com and you've got Expedia and, and, <laughs> and selloffvacations.com, which I was just hearing advertising on the radio and stuff. And they say, well, travel agents, are, are a dying breed. That is such a, a great topic to talk about. Um, so with that said, it is very, very true. Uh, nowadays, we have easy access to, to uh, information. That's number one. But at the same time, people are so overwhelmed with so much information, what is true, what is not true. That is the thing out there, even for, let's say, a insurance company like yours, financial companies like yours. So where it comes for a travel agent, actually, we are not dying. We're actually growing in a sense that people nowadays, they are busy with their lives. They're so busy with having, you know, like their own uh, business, you know, having to, to take their kids around for errands. They want to do the planning, but they don't have some time to do it um, because they're so overwhelmed with all this information out there. Who can give me the best information? That's where they will come into somebody like me, a travel, travel agent that will just basically save them half of the time to look for the things that they, that they would recommend that they would need. And um, the difference when it comes to, you know, is easy, accessible to sell off vacation or Expedia. Trust me, I as a me as a travel agent, me as a consumer love those are the great tools that everybody should use. But when it comes to finding the the, the, the fine prints, 
um, you know, whether it be a travel, travel, uh, uh, I guess, ticket, as simple as that. There are so many fine prints nowadays of what is, is included, what is not included, what the charges are. That's where those tools would not be able to help somebody like yourself to ask those questions. That's where a useful travel agent like myself can advise otherwise. And um, secondly, just to share that with you, I also say back the same thing. Um, Hotels.com or Expedia.com cannot compare to a travel agent because uh, a travel agent is a human. We will actually work with a client one-on-one basis to basically share with them what is their needs. If, for example, legal requirements when you travel, if I book a trip as a Canadian going to uh, um, Australia, do I need a visa? Do I need to get immunization? So those, those are the things that where a travel agent would be very, very useful as comparing somebody go doing it on themselves on the Internet. I'll just leave it as that. I hope that's educational or helpful. Well, I have to, I have to fully agree. Like with, if, if, if I'm doing like a, a trip up to Edmonton to see clients and stuff, I'll just go on Expedia or one of the hotel websites because I know where I'm going. And even when I was going down to Vegas and stuff fairly regularly, it was a place that I knew. But anytime I've done like bigger trips, like when we went to Hawaii or went down to Disneyland or we're currently booking a trip to Costa Rica, I go through travel agents because there's so much stuff that I don't know. This is not my area of expertise and I don't have the time to deal with it. I want somebody who this is their passion and what they do to save me time, money and grief. <laughs> right. And and the best thing is you always only, I guess, what's the word? You always deal with the same person. He or she knows you the best. You don't have to call those 1-800 number where you're always explaining your situation multiple times and get frustrated. So, yeah, I'm glad you understand. That's that's great. Thank you. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> so you, your, your, your kids are 8 and 10, you said? Yes, going to be 9 and 11 in a couple months here. So. Oh, my. So what do they think of mom being a travel agent now? Oh, they, they love it. Um, at the same time, um, there's like, mommy, you work so hard. So they, they love doing what I do. They know it's a business. And, uh, you know, um, at the end of the day is leading to this conversation. It's like, we gotta make money somewhere somehow. And there is the traditional go about, uh, getting a good job, which is great if that's what they want to do. Secondly, I just, just so happened this came about. I just switched show the kids you can also do a business that you're passionate about if you like it it will succeed so i guess that that kind of helps uh getting them excited about money earning money yep. differently yes so well like you said so you said you've been doing this business for a year now uh a year and a little bit uh technically january last year 2018 oh so just a little bit so what did you do before here were you an employee Yes, I was. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, graduated with a chemistry degree at the University of Alberta. <laughs> Did that for a while. Um, I actually worked in a pharmaceutical company. Um, 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 did that for a, a while. And then I also went into the insurance and investments business because um, lo and behold, uh, halfway through graduating, buying house, having kids, I just realized nobody ever taught me about finances. Nobody. School never did that. My mom just told me to put money in your bank and let it grow somewhere somehow. And RSP, that's all we know. Those are great tools, but I needed to know more. So that that became the opportunity for me to learn the the, the insurance uh, investment industry. Did that for a few years. I was glad I've done that. And I then took some time off because I had kids. And here I am, um, you know, doing travel agent uh, because I love what I do. And that's a short what I was before as the 
traditional uh, working for somebody, having my own business, um, and then here I am today. So you're, you're definitely following the, the standard new model of you're well on your way to having your seven careers before you retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try, try something a little bit here once. I mean, uh, that's how I see life. I mean, if the opportunity comes along, um, assess it. If it makes sense, try it. I've always learned from all my experiences. I've never regretted doing what I've done. That's, that's, that's where, where I am today. Well, when I'm, when I'm talking with kids that are in high school and stuff, well, my daughter's in, in grade 10 in that. And I say, there's so many kids that are, that are terrified about, okay, what are they going to do? Because they're going, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I always tell them, what do you want to do for the next step of your life? And then build up your skills because you can take all sorts of skills to any job, career, or business you want. They're just stepping stones. Right. That, that is totally true. I, I would say just going back, uh, I guess the topic is about earning money. That is what we're talking about, how to, to plan properly. I think at the end of the day, the, the assets is actually your positive thinking uh, about yourself and being confident to make the right decisions and be, be known that mistakes will happen. And these are part of life lessons. Those will teach you to be better and stronger. And these are the foundations I always tell my kids. And with that said, the way how you, however you earn your money, like I said, as long as legal, you go out and work hard, do your best. Um, that's that's the prop money you bring home. I would I would add in honest, moral, and ethical way more than legal because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that's legal that doesn't qualify as honest, moral, or ethical. Especially when you're talking about our industry, and as you were talking about with all the travel sites and all the super fine print and and the stuff they can get away with because it's legal. But was it honest, moral, or ethical? Right, right. That 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 is definitely ethical and legal. Let's let's put it that way, right? So, have your kids started asking you different questions? Because, like you said, you've done three major career changes since you finished school. Like you started off with with with, with the chemistry and things like that, and then and then you dabbled in financial services, and now you're doing travel agency. These are these are very very different things. Are they seeing that as anything unique, or is that kind of more normal for them because they see it a lot more? Ah, uh, you know, actually they, they are at the age of eight, well, nine, ten. Um, they do ask questions. Um, you know, mommy, how do you make money? How much do you have? How much is in your bank? Where do, where you get all this money? Like, how do you make more money? So these are the questions that are coming from, from, from both of them. But the one that is more eager is my son, who is the older one. He's 11. Uh, he seems to have a keen understanding of, money and he's always talking about mom uh, I, I like to make more money and I want to put more money into college mm. so I guess as parents uh, we're always trying to give them uh, uh, some ideas of where money come from and what can you do with it so a few years ago we started a, a uh, you know how mommy how, how parents or family members always been giving money cash money or whatever that may be we've actually gone to the bank with them hey we're gonna open account for you so I actually show them how we, they were actually there with the whole process of opening an account with us. That money is sitting behind the bank somewhere somehow. You need a car to access it right now. Um, so therefore, you can see you have this much today. Um, how do we grow it? That's number one. And secondly, if you need to access it, how do you access the money? So I, that was the part I think it helps helps um Children to understand by having some money is my money, but then what do you want to do with it? And I also say that it's your money. 
uh, it's not mommy and daddy's money, but it's your money, which is basically helping you right now. Yeah. That, that, that was helpful. So, so that's number one. And from that point onwards, of course, school comes in. There's math. Um, you know, learning units of kilograms and then cents and counts and all that. Um, I utilize while we're, while they're learning all those units, um, to really when we go shopping, we talk about, Hey kid, uh, you know, we learned about units, you know, the dollar and cents, you know, when you buy this apple, is this kilo and how much does it turn out to be? Mm-hmm. So I do talk about the practical stuff they're learning at school and how it applies to, to real life when they grow up. Kids, come on. You know, why we go to school, why we don't like math, but you need math to learn this stuff. So I always go back to the fundamental fundamentals when I hope that when they grow up, they are equipped to learn about money, how to use it. So it's just by stages. Oh, you're preaching to the choir here. I, I take my daughter out grocery shopping and teach her how to tell the difference between different prices and stuff and that you have to be watching things because just because it's on sale or something doesn't mean it's the best price or just because it's the bigger box doesn't mean it's better than getting two of the smaller ones and just pay pay attention and then it's it's really quite funny because I'll just ask her I said is that what you want to do and then she'll look and then because I've been teaching her what to be paying attention to and then she'll see something because they do put tricks in there because people are very much unconscious and creatures of habits and she goes the sneaky bastards <laughs> right right so, so it is it's taking it's taking the practicality and everybody usually when you talk about money everybody wants to talk about well how can i get my rsps making more money but in the meantime they're bleeding money on a daily basis because they're they don't know how to shop uh they're not paying attention to their bills they're they're not paying attention to anything and they're going through hundreds if not thousands of dollars a month that they're not even aware of and, and that's totally true. And then I guess now it goes back to the fact me a few years ago, my light bulb came on. Why I went to financial business was really why we're doing this because my mom and dad never taught of doing this. So I can see why they never really showed me because they just said, Wendy, put your money in the bank and it'll grow interest. That's number one. It's not really their fault. Secondly, school. Um, I, I never went through all my elementary years in Canada. I, I came from Asia when I came in. I was in my teenager year. I just basically started, uh, uh, junior high here, all the way through to university, there was never that I can remember a mandatory course about getting mortgages, how to negotiate for, I don't know, like rates and stuff like that. So I, I think somewhere, somehow something is lacking. And I was, I guess, fortunate enough that I somewhat, the, the opportunity came for me to go ahead and just learn about money. Now that I am a little bit more aware I have not the opportunity to teach my kids about the way that I I lack that information to begin with. And that's where people like yourself, financial guide, Tammy Johnson can go out and do more education somewhere somehow. I, I don't know. I don't know how can we share this more, right? Well, that, that's what we're working on. They do have what's called Calm 20, Career and Life Management 20, that is a mandatory course for graduation. But it, You're has, right. it hasn't been fixed in 28 years. They are working on the curriculum right now. Yes, but you are right. It's it's not being rolled out till I know after my daughter's done. And as one of the people that's been as part of the process, because I inserted myself into it, um, they have the best of intentions, but they 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 still are completely missing the mark. Because teachers, we absolutely love them. They they work very hard. They have the best of intentions, but this is not their area of expertise. 
And, oh, so this is why I do things like the podcast, and I teach, and I have the books, because you can't teach what you don't know. And unfortunately, money is a more taboo subject than sex. And there are lot there's lots of yes. stuff out there that masquerades as education, but it's not. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, no, we're glad. We're glad you do you're doing this. Let's just say I I wish we have more financial people actually going to 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 uh classes just to teach about money. Yeah, you know what? That's a very good idea. Okay. So to finish up here, if you could make sure that your your two kids. Have three lessons about money so that when they go out to college or university or out to start their first business, what are the three things you would want them to know? Want them to know. With money, um, know that uh, they don't come free. I would want them to have at least go out there and done some work, like physical work. Go to like a McDonald's or Walmart. Just learning how hard money comes in. And secondly, uh, money, you need to be good in math to learn about money. And the third thing is being, street, I would say the word street smart, or just be logical and just really think it through before executing. Those are the three basic foundations I think I can share with my kids so they can be just off they go there. Mommy's taught them. Hopefully they'll use those whenever they could. Just be smart. Just be smart with uh, the decision that they make. Very good. I would disagree a bit on your second point. You don't have to, because one of the things that I find that keeps people from paying attention to their money and being more involved in their financial lives is because they think they have to be good at math. And I'm going, if you can add, subtract, count, multiply, and divide, you have the skills that you need mathematically. It's more paying attention and using your basic math skills to ask the questions and evaluate. You don't need a degree in calculus. In, it's really, yes, I, I meant to say that because right now I'm looking at them because they're elementary kids. Yeah. Those are the most fundamental, like you said, the plus minus divide unit. Those are the ones that people will need once they go beyond that. Those are bonuses. Yeah, those, for those, sure. those are bonuses. But for yeah, sure. I just, I just have, because I get, I have so many people go, I'm, I, I'm not, I was never good at math and stuff. I just barely scraped through high school math and stuff like that. So I can't handle money. I'm going, no, 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 no. If you can count, add, right. subtract, multiply, and divide, you've got the math skills that you need. The thing is, you just need to use them. And then like I, I, I liked how you said earlier that you're taking the stuff that your kids are learning in like primary and elementary math and taking it out into the real world and teaching them how that math applies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I agree with you. Everything. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it's a, it, this, this is why we have the conversation. It's just, it's just clarification because we have people listening from literally all over the world, I've been told. So you have the conversations. You bring up the, the lovely taboo subject of money. <laughs> mm, yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be on the podcast. It was great having you. Oh, thank you so much, Tammy. Again, it's a pleasure again. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook. 
at Financial Foundation's Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fun, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fun Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.